what would you say is DeSantis's biggest downside, right? We can all pick apart Trump's biggest downside, but what would DeSantis's biggest downside would be? I think, I don't want to speak for the mayor, but I think what you would say is he hasn't done it before and this job is so big that it can eat anybody alive. But let's not forget, it kind of ate Trump alive too. And again, I voted for him and support him. He kept Fauci the entire time. Uh, there's, a, you know, he ended up fighting and firing. I don't think with, that's the question. Though. So, so what, what would you I say? What would you say? Okay, here's what I would yeah. say. I think DeSantis and his camp need to come together at his house or the office and sit down and watch the documentary of Roger Ailes that's called Divide and Conquer and see how a 25, 26-year-old Roger Ailes helped a Nixon who was a brilliant operator but was not good on camera become a marketer so he can get elected because Ailes understood marketing. Nixon did not. Nixon wasn't a marketable product. He was not charming. He was not charismatic. Nixon helped with McConnell. Nixon helped with Hannity, O'Reilly, all of these guys. Not Nixon. I'm sorry. Ailes. You need an Ailes in your life, right? Everybody needs an Ailes in their life. Ailes was my first campaign manager. You, you, there you go, Roger and I'm one of my best friends. And I was his lawyer. How great of a campaign manager was he Was he $40 million for? deal with Fox, which is one of the reasons Fox hates me, because they only wanted to give him $20 million. Uh, so I, I know Roger was a very but, close but, friend. But hear me out on what I'm saying. This is the point I'm making. So I think, I think, first of all, man, I'm going to upset a lot of people. The chances of me ever interviewing DeSantis and him coming to our podcast every day goes lower and lower and lower. The more I say what I say. He'll come to yeah. you and you can ask the question that I say and then you I'll can pose it to him. I'll put in a good him. word for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, but let, let, me tell you, let me tell you what my yeah. concern is. Here's my, my call yeah. out is to the following. Who the hell is on his marketing team? Why the hell do you come out with this book in February knowing you can't launch till July and the book drops out of 100 ranking on Amazon one month later? What the hell are you thinking? If you know you can't run till July, you don't launch a book till June. What are you doing launching a book in February? Do it in late May. Do it in June. And then go on a ton of podcasts. Go on a ton of shows. Patrick, Make sure your book is number one. You're being too tough on him. I'm not, I can be you tough are. on no, him. No, 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 no. Wait being, a minute. Let he's me a first-time candidate. First-time candidates make but, mistakes. But no, it's not about, I'm not calling him out. I didn't call him out. I'm calling his marketing team out. My conversation is to the marketing team. Yep. It, 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 this is not a call out to him. I think he's a phenomenal candidate. I think he's crushed it. We're in Florida because of him. When we were in Dallas, and I'm getting ready to go through the process of selling the insurance company, my wife and I and the family sat down, and we looked at moving back to Newport Beach. Newsom eliminated that, that decision like this. We were looking at moving to Greenwich because we're starting a media company, and I'd much rather be in New York to compete with these guys. We're looking at Nashville. I lived in Nashville for a couple years right outside of it. We're looking at Tampa. We're looking at Fort Lauderdale. We're looking at Miami. We're looking at Manalapan. Or we're looking at staying in Dallas, where Dallas was eliminated. Greenwich was eliminated because of the way they were handling COVID. Nashville, we like the water. The beach is not that good in Nashville. We like the beach more in <laughs> Florida. So we decided on Florida because of DeSantis. Yeah. So this is not a message I'm giving. It's the criticism to the marketing campaign. I went and talked to one of the biggest churches in town. I won't name the person. They came and we started working with these guys. I sat with their marketing team. And I said, can I just talk to your marketing team directly and give me the pressure, uh, permission to call them out and let them be pissed off at me, not you? He says, go for it. I said, 
You're dealing in a time right now where parents are frightened to send them to public school because their kids are coming home saying, Mom, a guy, I got a call on a Mac 7 this week saying a guy was holding one of our guys' hands in a private school in Dallas saying, Hey, I like you. I'm gay. This kid is 10 years old, 12 years old, flirting with this other guy. The mom doesn't know how to handle it. She's worried. She's afraid. What does she do about it? So many pr- parents right now are frightened about where to send their kids. Transgender. Well, this kid's transgender. How about you? Have you thought about having this? Are you sure you're straight? Is it only this? Have you thought about having this? All this confusion that you have, churches should be packed right now. Every church in America should be packed right now. What the hell are the marketing teams at these churches doing? So my call is not a call out to the pastors. My call is a call out to the marketing team of the DeSantis campaign. That's all it is. Not Ron. Yeah. It's the marketing team. Well, actually, I think, first off, I will gladly, I'm sure you guys have reached out in every possible way, but I will gladly try to get that up the chain. That's just one thing, because you, His should, marketing you campaign should sit down with him, say, obviously. Stay away from PBD. Yeah. No, they won't. <laughs> well, but think about it. You, what, you're, you're watching. You know you did. Oh, did. You said stay away from PBD because you're scared, marketing team. Not Ron. You are. They're holding Dude, them back. You're, you're known as as fair as possible. So I, I don't know what's going on there. But l- l- putting that aside for a second, you, what your criticism of, which is totally legit, you, you, you have a very solvable problem, right? What you just laid out there was a very solvable problem. Terrible timing you could, on the book. You could even sit. You could be the guy to sit down with him and say, hey, this is what the problem is, and I can actually help you solve for that. He doesn't problem. trust a lot of people, which you can't blame. Him. That that may be, but in essence, you're yeah. giving. I asked you for the biggest criticism, and your criticism, which I'm not arguing with, is actually very solvable. Like you can, there it are, is. Yes. So, so that doesn't seem that deep. To, not, not that deep. It doesn't seem. Dave, that how do you launch a book and you only yeah. do a couple shows, thinking the book is going to sell on its own? Well, it, I think it was number one New York Times for but how that, long? But that whole thing Two is weeks. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. That shouldn't be the case with the number one governor in America that had a state that everybody wanted to move to. That should not be the. I read the whole book. Yeah. That should not be the case. And if you read the book. You will see how many times he gave credit to Trump in the book. Yeah. A lot of people on New York Times or somebody wrote an op-ed saying the fact that he never gave a, he took shots at Trump. There was no shots at Trump. He kept giving credit if it wasn't for the tweet, if it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for that. That book was marketed in the shittiest way possible. Again, I'm okay being the target. <laughs> yeah, All yeah. I'm saying is. The marketing team deserves the criticism. Sure. I, I'll also say this. Having launched my second book just a couple months before that, I mean, I fired basically everyone I worked with. Book, the book industry is so old and broken. It's not that, on, it's but not, that's not an excuse. I'm not bro. saying that's you an excuse. You can't blame the book. I, I'm dealing with uh, Simon & Schuster and Penguin. Here's what I said to them the other day. We have a call. Mario, if, if Mario's somewhere around here, he's on the, he remembers when he was on the call. Mario, you're somewhere around here. They said, well, we think this should be the title. I said, okay, cool. You want that as a title? Vinny, we can hear you. You want that as a title? Yes. Okay. Oh, we think this should be the title. I said, can I just pause and ask a question? Yes. If you guys plan on selling the shit out of this, pick the title. Go for it. But if you want me to sell the book, I want this title. And you see everybody's faces. This is a pretty heavyweight guy. I got a lot of respect for you. I love this guy, matter of fact. He's a stud of a guy. He says... Well, you know what? Why don't you pick the title? I said, no shit, I want to pick the title. Because <laughs> you want me to sell yeah. the book. You yeah, don't yeah. sell a book nowadays asking the publisher to sell your book. They're not marketers. No, they do nothing. So again, marketing team, hmm. mm-hmm. change your strategy. Right. You got watch the Roger Ells documentary, Divide and Conquer, tonight. Can I Great, it's a that? solvable Please. problem. Yeah. By the way, he made me watch that documentary. Amazing, amazing documentary. Go watch that tonight uh, when you get home, guys. Um, but I feel like there's, you have a product and you have marketing. We talked about this. Natalia will know this. I would much rather have a marketing problem than a product problem. Because if you have a shitty product, 
what the hell are you marketing? Okay? But if you have a great product, i.e. Ron DeSantis, you can clean up the marketing. So say what you want about Trump. He does not have a marketing problem. The problem is kind of the product. But DeSantis, in my opinion, I think is a great product, but he needs to relook into you know, his I, marketing. I, I think that was a very uh, irresponsible comment about him not being, his being a great, not being a great product. Uh, he was probably... He's probably the best president we've had in 50 years. So when DeSantis can be the best president for four years, I'll agree with you. But he has, he, DeSantis hasn't been in the White House. He was not a particularly effective congressman. He was a terrible candidate when he ran the first time for office. Uh, and by the way, let me finish. Uh, uh, you can't separate the product and the marketing. That's bullshit. That's lack of leadership. I never separated uh, from my team. I'm responsible for my marketing. I'm responsible for my press secretary. I'm responsible for my administration. If I did that, I would have been a lousy mayor. So if you're telling me that you want to do a separation of, well, let's blame the marketing, but not the guy who's in charge, Ron DeSantis, you don't have a leader. You got a follower. The marketing team is running everything. Of course he's responsible for his marketing. He's responsible for everything that happens in the damn campaign. And if he's not, he shouldn't be president. We don't know if he is like that. I, I honestly, I, I, I think it's more important that we keep Democrats out of the White House than any of these guys, than DeSantis, than Trump, than Cruz, or I'd be willing to consider somebody else if they had a better chance of saving this country. RFK? Robert? Uh... No, he's, I, I know RFK for years. He sued me more than anybody else. <laughs> And I love his book, but the, re- the rest of him is off of <laughs> space in Mars somewhere. Did you ever listen to some of the things that he says? I mean, woo! <laughs> Great guy, but woo! <laughs> so, no, he, he can't be president. My God. Uh, wow. That would be scary. But in any event, we... Ron DeSantis right now is an ephemeral something. It's a year and a half before the election. He's not really campaigned, as you pointed out. That's his responsibility, not his marketing team, unless his marketing team is running things, right? If, if, uh, if I don't like, uh, I run my campaign. Roger Ailes was my campaign manager. I still ran my campaign. I didn't blame, when something went wrong, I didn't blame it on Roger Ailes. I, I don't think that's Ron's personality, though. I see Ron as a leader. I see Ron as an executive. I see Ron as somebody like Ron. I see Ron as a person who was a great project manager. What happened on Ukraine? I think he's such a leader. Why the hell did he sort of change his position on Ukraine? He's got three different positions on Ukraine. But that part, Rudy, I would say. I I don't know. Uh, So so uh, he, he becomes an isolationist to suck up to Tucker Carlson. And then he becomes a, 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 a Reagan Republican. So you're to, calling him a flip-flopper is what you're no, calling him. No, I'm saying it's a dangerous tendency. Don't go, uh, don't, don't, you know, don't, uh, politics is not a game of love at first sight. You don't get to know somebody. Uh, he could be a great candidate. He may not be. You don't know that. He shows uh, some very good tendencies and he shows some very big weaknesses. That flipping around on Ukraine was very dangerous. So flip-flop is what you're saying. That's the word. I One mean, time you did. I'm an immigrant, but English yeah, but is not my first did, language. Let's, let's see if that's uh, him, yeah. or let's see that, if that was a mistake. I'm willing to say 
He's a new time candidate. Uh, we don't know. We do not know how he's going to bear up under running for governor of uh, Florida and running for president of the United States. Yeah. It's like running for school president and then running for major office. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any dispute there. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't disagree with you there, but I would also totally, tell you. I've seen people who are great candidates yeah. statewide who totally fall apart as presidential candidates. And I, I'm not going to say he will, but he's, I'd be careful betting the whole thing on him because he's shown some tendencies, some weaknesses. If they are really weaknesses, that will, he won't be there at the end, as many frontrunners were not there at the end. So I'm not even sure he'll eventually be uh, Trump's major opposition. I can tell you Trump will be there at the end. He owns 40% of the party. You also got to be careful how bad you go after him because then you won't be able to win. You've got to run as, as, a, as, a, as a candidate running against him. Yeah, it's great to bring new people in. Bit of a fantasy also. The only person who's been able to bring a lot of new, only two people have brought a lot of new people into politics since Reagan. Obama and, Ray, and Trump. Trump right won that. the first time with new people. So we got a few people here. So I don't know if, if that. Who was the first clapper? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the first clapper? Can you, okay, where are you? I'm, I not sure, <laughs> I, I'm not sure you win elections in America. When I, when I ran for office, which is, de- which is ages ago, you won by going to the middle. There were the liberals, the conservatives, and then there was the middle. And I won uh, uh, being mayor in New York by going to the middle. I had to win in a Democratic state. You can, I don't know if you can win that way anymore. I don't know if there's enough of a middle. I'm not sure. You might be able to. But I'm not sure that going to the middle, you lose your base. And here's what I always advise Trump. I don't care what CNN says about you. I don't care what MSNBC says about you. I don't care what the liberals say about you. It's not going to hurt you. When I start seeing your base turn, then we start to worry. Because you can't exist in politics without a solid base any longer. That's what, Bi- that's what Biden has for sick reasons, and that's what uh, Trump has, and that's why they may be the two most dangerous ca- uh, candidates. You, you, may, you may only be able to win now by appealing to your base and bringing them out more than the other guys, or just plain cheating. That's another way to win. Yeah, and don't discount that. Mr. Mayor, I, um, we've asked this question repeatedly, but I would love to get your take on this. But is there any chance that you see if Trump gets the nominee, him uh, pinning Governor DeSantis as his running mate for he, VP? He can't. They're both in the same state. One of them would have to move out of Florida. You, you, uh, a, a president ah. and vice president can't run if they're residents of the same state. Page, page 793. You didn't read that. Ah, I only read up to 600. <laughs> he skipped I stopped at 600, Pat. I'll do better. But I don't, know, I don't know that either one of them would be the right vice presidential candidate. But if candidate. he could, if he, like, let, let's say he really wanted him and Trump <clears throat> re-domiciled to New York, let's just say. It would depend, it would depend a little on, on the primary and how, how strong uh, Kamala Harris started the Democratic primary looking invincible, right? She beat the living daylights out of Biden in the first debate. By the second debate, Tulsi Gabbard had totally ripped yeah. her apart and uh, proved that she's one of the silliest people ever in American politics. 
So yeah. what do you think, it would, Dave? It well, would depend on how good a candidate he is. Well, it's interesting because if I'm getting this right, the two biggest criticisms of DeSantis seem to be that he had a shoddy book launch, which, okay, let's say that's, <laughs> let, that's kind of right, Marketing which problem. again got to number one on New York Times bestseller, as, as much bullshit as that thing is. Uh, you can tell that they left my last book off the list. Um, but so he, so he, okay, he screwed up a book launch, let's say, and let's just say everyone in this room agrees with that, and that he hasn't been president before. Well, most presidents haven't been president before, and I don't know that you can blame the guy for a book launch. So I haven't heard any real criticism of the guy, right? He did say about the Ukraine flip. Yeah, okay, so all right, that, that I would count as a criticism. A little no. bit of a flip, a, a flipping on a very important subject that you should be prepared for if you are a pre presidential candidate. Not as bad as uh, Ted Kennedy uh, not knowing why he's running for president. I mean, that was... Uh, but was your point that, that was the there's classic... Nothing, well, the point is there's, there's, nothing there's nothing here. I could feel it in the room. There's, there's not much. No one's going, oh, he's got this policy that really screwed us. He's wrong on the schools. He's wrong on ESG. Yeah, but you're he's running wrong him, on But you're running, him against a, you're running against a, a guy who actually did it already. But You're running against a guy... You're, you're, you're gambling a teeny bit. Let's say you're gambling a teeny bit when you don't have to gamble at all. You, you know that Trump will straighten out the economy. But, but Trump's you not know, president. What? Trump lost the last election. I don't think he lost the last election. Uh, but, okay, so Here we I, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Rudy. I'll go further than that. He did. I'm one of the go. few people that knows he didn't lose the last election. If you want to come to my house and go into my study, I'll show you a thousand affidavits to prove it. Rudy, there'll be 2,000 people in front of your house tomorrow. Don't say something like that. I you can't know. Say, yes. He's joking, folks. I'm not joking. He's joking. They're going to Google your address. Rudy, open the door, Rudy. He did not lose the last well, year. He's retainers, Rudy. He won. He, the, 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 the one o'clock in the morning when I left the White House on, a, on election night into the next day, he was ahead in Pennsylvania by 750,000 votes. It is statistically impossible for him to have lost Pennsylvania. Now, you go, watch the movie uh, 2,000 Mules if you want. You could watch three or four other movies. You could watch the older doc documentary about uh, the, 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 mach the machines that we used that were tested before the election, and the Democrats objected to them. Dominion. Dominion, right. Uh, Aren't you, isn't there a lawsuit right now still pending with yes. the Dominion? Mm -hmm. And and what's the number they're going after? Is it Fox, 1.6 billion, or whatever, whatever the number you're hearing about? Yeah, it, it, that's, so. a, that's a dodge. That, that's, a, that's being done uh, to try to frighten people into going after them. That's not, that's not a, that, actually it's a great tactic by his lawyers. You can't, you can't do a prior restraint under American law. You can't go in and stop somebody from speaking. But you can intimidate them into not speaking. And that's the, what that lawsuit is all about. It has, uh, it has made uh, even stations like Fox and Newsmax like, oh, we're not going to mention Dominion. We're not going to mention Dominion. Brilliant strategy by the lawyer. Unethical as hell, but a brilliant strategy by the lawyers. We're not going to do it. Uh, but I'm, I, I'm telling you, he did not lose the last election. But, but even, that... though he, even though he should have because everything was stacked against him. And not only that, the hard drive was suppressed. And American people never, never knew 90% of what was in there on purpose. Uh, so, but, but, but Rudy, I would say this to you. Dirty politics is nothing new, okay? That is nothing new. It's gonna be here, it's not going away, okay? That, that is not gonna be, to, to sit there and say, 
well, that's why he lost, well, then they're going to do it again and again. Well, they'll do either and, one. Yeah, but, but no, no, all I'm saying but, to you, you is— You think they won't cheat against DeSantis? Uh, DeSantis will get nominated, and the Democrats will say, oh, we'll give it to him. Yes, we the, can cheat. We 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 own Pennsylvania. Yeah, but it's kind of uh, like we, it's we, like we would we would cheat in Philadelphia just for practice, and we're not going to cheat against DeSantis. He's going to have the same problem. In fact, he's going to become a very polarizing figure if he continues to maintain the positions he has as governor. I, see, but but I'll Nas- give you, nationally, but I'll give you very the, I'll give you the criticism. Position. I'll give you the criticism they get. But, Here's the criticism, though. The criticism is. If the campaign is they cheated, believe it or not. That's not the campaign. Hang on a second. Let me just give you my point of view. Why I think that's a bad approach or even to even talk about it. Why? Let me give you my perspective. You can push back all you want. When you say something like that, you know what it does? Here's the bullshit conversation I hear that's very annoying. You know what the conversation is? Well, why vote anyways? They're going to cheat. Why would I vote? The more you say that, that's not a good strategy, in my opinion. And the more you don't say it, you suppress no, no, doing I it, and they continue to do I, it. I, no, no. You no. Have, uh, you, uh, you, in, you order, get... in order to solve a problem, you have to face it. If you suppress, if you, if you accept their unbelievable distortion of our system by cheating in an election, you might as well give up this country. You can say that all you want. Nobody's disagreeing with you and sitting there saying that's not like weaponizing or doing all the stuff that they're doing. Fine, they're doing it. You still have to beat them. Of course you, you do. You still have to I beat didn't say, them. I didn't say uh, we shouldn't beat them. What I'm telling you is I'm not going to go around and say to people something that I know is untrue. You can't say they're going to cheat and then say, well, go out there and vote. Because when you say they're going to cheat, and you got to say, listen, guys, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's assume the worst. Here's what's important. Get everybody to go. Your mom, your dad, your your this, your auntie. Get everybody to show up. We don't know if it's going to happen. My product, if, if, when you're competing as a, in, the, in the free marketplace, you know, uh, my guys will have a room and they'll say, well, Patrick, let me tell you, that office, they do this. And they refinance and cash out and put money in variable annuities. And, but they, we can't beat those guys. I'm like, dude, don't even bring that up. I didn't up. say you can't beat them. What, what, I no. said they cheated in all, the last election. I didn't I'm say saying, you can't beat them. Well, but it, and it, 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 it's very, very different to cheat in marketing and to fix an election in a democratic country. I mean, that is a, that's a massive. So, 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 okay. And if you let people do it, if you stay quiet about it, it becomes the norm. Uh, you've got to raise it. You've got to urge your people to work harder. You've got to urge your people to get out and get, get up off their backsides and vote. You've got to get Republicans to change their pattern of voting just on Election Day. And in states that have this, you know, talk two, about two that. years of voting, yes. you've got talk to get them to vote. Talk about that. OK, so then talk about that. OK, for example, so approach. OK, approach. You ever see guys like we're watching who was fighting? Usman was fighting who when he lost the first time? Who was Usman fighting? When, uh, 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 who was it? Uh, Edwards. Remember the first fight? You're like, oh, this thing's over with. We're sitting in the house. We're watching. This, this, this fight is over with. Minute 10 seconds left. What does Usman do? Who saw that fight? He kept backing up, backing up, backing up. Boom. Kick comes. Like, how the hell did this just happen? Meaning, a strategy that worked for Trump to win, you can't go away from that strategy. His strategy was policies. We're going to make America great again. We're going to build a border. We're going to do well, this. That's what he's we, doing. That's, that's what he just did in the I, last speech. I, I agree, the speech. But if, it's gonna, if the strategy is going to be 
you know, let us say it's unfair. Let let the people say it's unfair what they're doing. Let everybody else say it's unfair what they're doing. Let okay. us be the flag carrier. I don't think that can come out to say, well, you know, they did I, this to me and they did that to me. But, I don't know if that's it, how I you think, want the I first time. The, I think the, the, uh, the uh, Democrat uh, strategy has worked on you, which is to uh, intimidate us into raising the fact that they cheated in the last election. Well over 55% of the American people, maybe up to 60%, believe that they cheated in the last election. Uh, I think 100% of people be, uh, believe cheating is so, going so, on. So, uh, you how, how do you guys believe there's cheating every they, single time in every election? I don't think it's 55%. I think it's 100%. I didn't say cheating in every election. I said cheating in that election to win. There's no reason not to what mention What other it. reason would somebody cheat, though? You cheat to win. I think it's done every single time. But you don't always win when you cheat. Well, but you, you cheat and you don't win. But, but it doesn't mean that it's not a tactic that's been used, like it just started two years ago. But it's ago. a tactic that you have to end. You can't tolerate okay, that so then I would say, what has he done to end it? Let's say we all, every single person, forget DeSantis. Let's say DeSantis is like, I want to, I'm just going to move to the Everglades. That's it. I'm out. So now Trump, so now Trump is the nominee for There's sure. Only- and, and virtually everyone in this room is willing to support the guy. What has he done in uh, Pennsylvania? What has he done in Arizona? What has he done in these swing states to fix any of that? Because otherwise, it will be election night yeah. 2024, 20, uh, and he'll be leading in those last seven states, just like last time. I was, I was on air with the Daily Wire guys that night on election night. I left early because it was so obvious that Trump was going to win, and I wanted to get home. So they will do the same damn thing because nobody's done anything. What has anyone done in well, Pennsylvania... Or, or I watched 2,000 Mules. I, I like Dinesh. It's like, all right, wh- what's going to stop this again? What, what's here's happening what, here, on the Here's ground? what will stop it again, and there's been some progress made, not complete. So Georgia, Wisconsin, even with the new Supreme Court, the Republicans won every other race in Wisconsin. That was a function of, of, uh, of um, the abortion issue. It was a Republican landslide in Wisconsin, and the Republican justice lost. And the Democratic justice won, so they got a liberal, liberal court, and that became the news. Actually, Wisconsin was a big Republican landslide. They got a supermajority in both houses of the legislature. Wisconsin passed a law, so you can't do, and we'll go into detail, you can't do in this election what you did in the last election, which is a massive number of, uh, of mail-in ballots. They restricted significantly mail-in ballots. Georgia passed a law. Uh, that will seriously restrict the ability to do that. Those are two states where you'll probably get an honest count this time. Uh, Pennsylvania, you couldn't pass the law because the Democrats control the leg- both houses of the legislature, and you, have a, you, you had a crooked governor, you have, an, you have another crooked governor, and uh, he was part of the cheating in the first place. So Pennsylvania, you're going to have to do volunteers, uh, you're going to have to do uh, v- uh, voter integrity efforts. The first election that I ran f- for mayor, I lost by a half a percent. And I had uh, f- well over 50,000 uh, uh, questionable votes. I lost by 30,000. And I decided not to contest it. Hmm. I was young. I was a new candidate. as the first Republican to get 48% since Fiorello LaGuardia in a city that Abraham Lincoln lost twice. I'll give you an idea how democratic it is. And everyone said, well, this is almost like a victory. It's nice for them to say that when you lose, but this is, you're going to have a great future in politics getting up to 48%. And I lost to the first black mayor of New York. If I had contested that election, my political career would be over. Uh, I honestly believe they cheated. 
I mean, I, and I, a different kind of cheating. They would uh, uh, pay people to vote ten times, and you, that's why you keep the dead people on the voting list. You keep them there because the party uh, uh, operative in that district has all their names, mm-hmm. and then you pay people. Philadelphia is famous for this. You pay, you pay people to vote 10, 12 times that day using dead people and people that moved out. And they don't allow you to purge the voting list. You go before a Democratic court, and the judge doesn't allow you to do that. That can happen again in Pennsylvania unless we triple the number of volunteers that we have and we do very, very strong voter integrity. So the second time I ran, I invested a million dollars in a voter integrity effort. And my, my uh, campaign inspectors were correction officers and firefighters because uh, they're scared of correction officers and firefighters and they're tough guys. And you're not going to screw around on them. And when the bus would show up with the people voting the third and the fourth time, they'd see the two firefighters outside. Some of them had their pitchforks with them, you know, and that bus would turn around. Uh, people who ran it for me was the present president of the Yankees and a guy who's now in the United States Congress. I got two really tough, brilliant people to run the effort for me. And uh, they say we still gave away about 20,000 votes, but we won by 60. But they still cheated in that election. It's impossible for Democrats in a big city not to cheat, even if they're going to win for sure or lose for sure. Uh, So we partially solved the problem. We partially didn't. And what I'm telling you applies to any Republican, not just Trump, not just DeSantis. This is something Trump's going to have to do if he gets the nomination. It's something DeSantis is going to have to do if he gets the nomination. Uh, And he's going to have to hope that because they did it last time and because it gets raised a lot, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stop some of it. It's going to scare a few people. Maybe yes, maybe no. But you've got to have an energized group of volunteers who go to the polls, stay at the polls, insist on seeing the identifications of every voter. Uh, we didn't have that in uh, 2020. Partially a function of not realizing they were going to cheat that much or not accepting it, and partially a function of, of, of the pandemic. Mr. Mayor, can I ask you a question? Um, This is probably the one question I wanted to ask you. Um, So um, this is a question on your legacy, if you don't mind. Let's stay Um, on this. No, no, no. I want to wrap this up. Well, yeah, but this is regarding this. You're not going to go to, like, what are the seven keys to success in writing a book or... (laughs) If he has seven, I'll take it. go ahead. But I'm just going to go back, and then I'm going to go forward. Here we go. I'm going to go back to 2001... Everyone knows what happened, 9-11. You were America's mayor. I was a senior in college. We all remember everything. You're staying on this topic. Yes, I'm staying on this topic, sir. If he doesn't, I'm throwing this (laughs) (laughs) pass. You were America's mayor. You were beloved beyond, okay? It wasn't a Democratic thing, Republican thing. 20 years later, um, because everything you're saying now, whether you're right or wrong, election denialism, cheaters, crooks, all that, everything you're saying. Um, Some may say that your legacy has been tarnished. That's what people say. Um, But a lot of it is because of... I'll catch that thing. A a lot may say it's because of the election denialism. Is this a hill you're willing to die on? Do you care that much about this that it may or may not ruin your legacy? All I care about is if I can be honest with myself. I don't give a goddamn what my legacy. I, I know 
when I told you the election was stolen, I know it was stolen. I don't just think it was, I investigated it. Uh, I've got the documents, I've got the proof in the, in the seven key states. I can tell you by how much he probably won each state. And, uh, yeah, I'll die with it. I, so and why hasn't it been proven yet? Guys, guys. Because, let's, because, let's, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, hang on, Because of hang on, censorship. Hang on. Let me, let me, Which let me. It's not been proven let, because nobody will we, allow you to prove it. The courts punked out. Probably John Roberts said, we're going to stay out of this, and we're going to use uh, technical excuses not to hear a single freaking witness. Half the Republican Party ran away because they're a bunch of cowards and wouldn't, wouldn't stand up to the press that was beating the living daylights out of them. And most people don't want to get disbarred, like I was. Most of the people don't want to be driven into bankruptcy, which they try to do. And most people can't uh, stand up when they're doing the right thing, but they get viciously attacked for it. And they're cowards, and they back down. And I, uh, and I, I, never, I never cared about my... I don't really give a damn about my legacy. Can I, can I say something? I know what Mayor. I did. Mayor, let me say something. And I know here. what I'm doing, and in a different world, in a different world, yeah. in a different world... You want to throw the pen I'm, at him? I'm going to throw the pen at everybody at this <laughs> point from this side. By the way, if the audience was Armenian, they would throw a chew stash. Yeah. They're sandals. Okay? So, but let me, let me say this part. Okay. I got four kids. So my kid comes, and he loses, and he says, the other team cheated. Okay. And I say, you're right, they did cheat. Okay, as a parent, if I take that angle, they did cheat, that kid is going to use that as an alibi for the rest of his life. I'm sorry, I have a that's hard a time totally with that. That's a totally different thing, but Patrick. Wait, no, but Rudy, let me make that's my a, argument. That's I've listened a game, to you. That's no, Let me make my argument to you. Not the destruction of a republic. Let me make my argument to you and tear it apart. Say okay, whatever you want. I, let I me, can tear it apart But let me just make my argument to you. Let me, <laughs> let me make my argument to you. Do well, whatever you want to do with it. Let me make my argument to you, sir. All you're doing is repeating. You're repeating the propaganda I have heard a hundred times. No, you got to stop this bullying. These are Okay. Novel let arguments. me give you a perspective, well, Mr. Yeah, let's, New let's York Mayor. Let's see if you can Mayor. give me a novel let argument. Let me give you a perspective. So far, you just repeated let, the Democrat bullshit. Let me give you a perspective. By the way, that's totally fine. I'm a big boy. I can take it. FYI, you lost. You lost. You ever seen the movie Tropic Thunder? We lost. We lost. I don't know if you've seen it. You don't look like a Tropic Thunder type, but don't worry about it. So watch this. Okay, football, sports. So you're talking about you got barred, okay? You lost your license. No, I didn't. It's suspended. Suspended. Fine. Suspended is what you got. Which, by the way, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different, that, that is a history of a lot of different people that lost their licenses. Yours is use and abuse. They took advantage of what they're doing, which is not cool what they did to you. So I'm on that page, which what, what happened there. But in sports, so uh, uh, who's the quarterback with uh, uh, the Baltimore Ravens? What's the guy's name? Uh, oh, no, no, no. Who's the guy from Arizona? The guy from Arizona that came out. What's the guy from Arizona? Kyler Murray, right? And he gets hurt. He comes back. RG3 says, don't come back. If I was you, I would stay out. He comes back. He gets hurt. He's out. Boom. They don't go to the playoffs. Nothing's going to happen without that guy, okay? RG3 comes back, even though he should have stayed out the season. He comes back, career ending. Probably cost him a couple hundred million dollars. Okay, He was a great quarterback. Okay. Mayor, you being injured is hurting the camp because they needed a fighter like you. So we lost a player that was a fighter that can't be competing today in the marketplace. So for me, what I'm saying is it's very easy for us to play this game 
while we're getting hurt and losing versus sitting there and figuring out a different kind of strategy to beat. Because we can give all the motivational speeches and sound right and people can clap and it can sound very good and exciting and we can lose 2024 again. Or we can take a different approach to say, look, guys, whether you believe it happened or not, I think it did, let's just say. Whether you believe it happened or not, fine. This is where I'm at. This is my position. However, we can't sit here and go back and, hey, Houston Astros cheated and they won't. But I think, but I think we are a little bit. But Houston, I, no, Houston no, no, Astros no, no. came I, back, and even after cheating, they still won again. But you're mis, you're 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 misdescribing what I said. I have not said that should be our strategy to get elected. I'm not stupid. You're, you're, I you're, said it's it is something that we have to affirm and be honest about and open about, so we change it. We can't buy into the Democrat bullshit, which is it didn't happen. So they can do it again. But I don't think people are buying into that. I don't think people are buying and into that. And the only way you can show that it's going gonna, it's gonna to remain on the agenda is by standing up to it. You don't have to run. It would be ridiculous to run on it. You should run on, on then what? Then I think we need to stop should, talking about it. But stop talking about it and running on it are two, th- two different things. If you stop talking about it, you've accomplished what the okay, Democrats so you, want. So you know what picture Which I is saw? to censor you, so you know to what? restrict your free speech, to not allow you to yeah. say what you think is important. You look, like a guy, you're, you're, you, you look like a guy that you like good memes. You, like a good, you have a good meme game? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I saw a meme the other day. Okay. You know what? A, can anybody tell them what a meme is? What's a meme? Meme is what? It's like one of these pictures they post and then they, you know, a it's funny a cartoon. funny cartoon, but they post these memes. Anyways, so I saw a meme the other day. And you know what it said? I loved it. It says, you should have drained the swamp when you had the chance to. And you didn't. He didn't drain the swamp. There was a part of the campaign that we voted for was to eliminate those games, and it didn't happen. Now, you may say, well, they got in his way, and they did this, and they did that. Fine, no problem. We voted for Drain the Swamp, and those guys are still there. And if you're going to go and run a new company, and there's a bunch of schmucks running a company that are running the old model, fire them and replace them. But who says he's not going to do that? And why wouldn't, he no. be the, why wouldn't he be the best person to do it? Because he knows it better than anybody else knows that well, he's, motiv- he's motivated to do it because they, they, he realizes what actually happened to America. And to play the game of pretend is a terrible, terrible okay. mistake. Well, the other option- And to play the game of, of having them dictate what you say and what you don't say eventually gets us where we are today, a country where free speech is restricted more than in a lot of totalitarian governments. That would be a terrible thing if we don't insist on maintaining what we know. We shouldn't run on it. We should run on how he can fix the economy or DeSantis can fix the economy or somebody else. We agree. How we can bring peace, how we can bring, how we had a much more peaceful world when we had a Republican in office. How, uh, uh, how in, in fact, uh, we had uh, 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 trade agreements that were much more favorable. Kim Jong-un wasn't flying missiles over Japan. China was uh, somewhat a lot more contained, and Russia didn't take Ukraine while we had a Republican in the White House. Kim- and we can go back to that. That's what we should run on. Nobody wants to run on the election was stolen. But if you ask me if it was, I'm going to tell you it was straight out, the honest truth. We don't do that, then we lose something that Trump did for us. He made us value a candidate who can be honest with us, who can tell us the truth, 
One thing about Trump was there was never a hidden agenda. He was maybe too open. But boy, we need that. We don't need a political game player. The last thing in the world this country needs is a political game player. We're in too much trouble. We've already become a socialist country. We, gotta, we, we don't have to stop us from being a socialist country. We don't have to prevent the change in our way of life. It's happened. We I have th- to take it back. We're not taking it back by playing, sorry, Patrick, marketing games. We've got to do it for real. And we need a real person as, as a candidate, not a creation of uh, Madison Avenue. Uh, say, say that to any major organization who's been an incredible marketer, including 45, who is a master, master marketer. Dave. Well, perhaps we should all support a guy who could become a transcendent Reagan-like candidate who's younger, who is an incredibly ultra-competent executive who none of us can are find you talking any... about Newsom? You're saying Newsom? Who, who none of us... Uh, maybe, maybe, who, maybe. who seemingly our worst flaw with him is that he had a slightly botched book campaign that got to number one on oh, the New York Times. God. Maybe we actually overwhelm the system by getting 10% team. more people that, that can get okay, to Okay, can we transition yeah. into something a little bit more important? like getting you guys to be sponsored by Nike or Bud Light or some of the other things. Can, can, we, can we put this out there, please? I want to help you get sponsored by Nike. There's a strategy on how – I don't know if you've been following oh, the story or not. I want to hear this. Well, want, this <laughs> no, no. It's actually oh, – by the way, if you did one. it, I'm t- how many guys think if he followed be? the strategy, he could be – the mayor could be sponsored by Nike, yes or no, before we show the story. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Let's put the story up here. I have no idea what you're talking about. Listen, I'm going to give you a strategy. You don't have to use it. I'm just telling you, there is a playbook on how to do it. There's this person. I want to hear it. Let's talk about it. So, uh, Ron, if you want to put the picture up. Right now, I would turn it down. Trans woman and new Bud Light partner, Dylan Mulvaney, now paid by Nike to model sports, sports bras. Okay? On top of that, by the way, by the way, not only sports bras, Bud Light, did you guys see the Bud Light video going viral and all this stuff? Did you guys see him dancing with the whole, you know, the Nike sports bra stuff? And then you got Kate Spade, you got Ultra Beauty, you got a Crest toothpaste. And according to Newsweek, which we may be wrong, but according to Newsweek, if you can pull this story up according to Newsweek, which this one, this is not Babylon B, this is not Onion. According to Newsweek, he's about to be sponsored by Tampax. He is. And apparently, who, who? based on Mulvaney? This, this Mulvaney guy, according to some of the articles you read about, which is kind of deeply concerning, he's not fully committed. He's not a true believer because he still has a dangling, which, which kind of makes it a little bit complicated because he's not fully gone there. Okay? Patrick, do you realize that every single day on my show and my team is sitting right there, I have to live on air say the same thing. Can you guys Google it? Does she have a dick? And the fact that I just said that in front of Rudy Giuliani. Rudy didn't know what a meme was before this. I lived in New York City during 9-11. Like, this guy is a true hero, and I apologize for even doing that. I don't know what a meme is, but I know what a dick is. Good night. <laughs> oh, you let this descend to this? Yeah, yeah. 
You Pat, thought you were going to lighten the mood a little bit there, Pat. Pat, this, you, realize, you realize this is where you were supposed to pull out a big machete from under <laughs> the desk and say which one of you Look, wants I, I just, to be I just the best. Why do you guys... say that on every show? Why do you say that on every because show? Every news every story, show? every news story these days is about a former man now dressed as a woman, and we're always trying to figure out, have they gone the full way? So, for example, Rachel Levine, who was a dude, Dick Levine, which is hilarious. Ooh. Rachel Levine was Dick Levine. You know that? that yeah. Wow. His, yeah, his name How was Dick. How appropriate. His name was Dick. He, w- guys, correct me if I'm wrong, he still has a dick. Yes. Yeah. He still has a dick, yeah. How do we, but how do we know that? How do we know? How do we know? The Can we do I'm just kidding. Don't put the picture up. No, so, but every day there is another one of these ridiculous stories where one of these guys dressing as a yeah. girl, and then, so it always, to me, it's like if you're going to actually, you know, Caitlyn Jenner went all the way, supposedly. Caitlyn Jenner, no wang. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's all I have to Good say. Good for her. I don't, I don't I'm, starting no, to feel, but, but, I'm starting to feel pains. Yeah, so... The fact that this keeps happening over and over. By the and way, you know, you know, it's crazy. As much as obviously we're joking about this, there's a part of this that's funny, and we're having, la- you know, enjoying this part. There's a part of it that parents are sitting there saying, "What the hell are we doing? Like, yeah. how the hell is this argument even creating momentum where it's being defended by the media? And how dare you say such a thing about them? Why shouldn't they have the rights and all this other stuff?" And you're, I saw a meme the other day, okay? I know you're, again, wait, wait, going back to memes. Meme? Can you just show him a meme so we yeah, can please? Don't show me a dick. I yeah. know what <laughs> <laughs> get, get, Hey, you know what I want you to do? Mm. Rob, do me a favor and go to PBD Podcast Twitter account. You are so, we didn't know you were a comedian. Yeah. Mayor Giuliani today brought out the I wasn't, I comedy side. So go to PBD Podcast Twitter account, and I'm going to text this to you. If you go on Twitter... Go to PBD Podcast. I'll text this to you and go find this wonderful meme. It's not that one. Keep going. Over there? It's not that one. Keep going. It's the one that says, can you drive a car? Can you do this? It's a day ago. If you can find it, I just texted it to you. There you go. Watch this one here. Okay. Can you drive a car? No. Can you pick your bedtime? No. Can you drink a beer? No. Can you vote? No. Can you cut off sex organs and take hormones? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, this is common sense stuff. As much as we're having, you know, we're having fun with this, uh, uh, this Mulvaney guy, I have a hard time saying his first name because my son is his name. It's a wonderful name. It's kind of confusing me a little bit. So you hear him sitting down with, you know, Drew Barrymore, and yeah. she gets on her knees, which is kind of like a little, you know, weird situation there. But parents are worried. It's concerning, okay? They should be. Did, did you, for a guy like it, did you ever think we're going to get to a point no. like this where people who kept no. their dangling are going out there promoting about the fact no. that they're on the other side? No, I, I, I didn't. There was a candidate for governor of uh, North Carolina, oh, about 10, 12 years ago. So this goes way back, McCrory. He's a great governor, 60% approval rating, running for re-election. And the issue came up about bathrooms. You know, they, they, yeah. they, they, yeah. the debate was in, started in North Carolina about what bathrooms to go into. And he, he was and is a good friend of mine. And I said, that's easy. You just do it based on bi- biology. Well, he took that position. He lost by 10% in North Carolina. I mean, and that was the beginning of what the hell's going wrong? What's going, what mm. is? No, I don't completely, I have to admit, I do not completely understand what is going on. It seems to me it's obvious there's a man and a woman. We can figure out who's a man and who's a woman and why we're going through all this. I don't know if it's a, a mass psychosis. 
or it's a deliberate plot to undermine us. Maybe it's both. You know what politician actually had the best answer on this? It's Donald Trump before he was even a politician when he got asked about this, because you're right, this happened in North Carolina, yeah. and then the NBA was going to pull right. out of right. the All-Star game and this whole thing, right. and they asked Trump when he was still just Celebrity Apprentice Trump, they said, what do you think about these trans bathrooms? He goes, I I'm a builder, I build hotels. You tell me I can build one bathroom, I'm going to save on construction. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, there you go. So Dave Chappelle has an amazing joke uh, uh, on the LGBT. Have you heard his thing on the closer? It's like they're all on a car ride together, and you got the G. The G's driving because that's the white guy. It's a guy. The G. The L's sitting shotgun, right? And everyone loves the L's, but except for the G's because they're <laughs> oh, yeah, all, they're, yeah, they're kind of like I wouldn't wear that. Nah, whatever. And then you have the B's. Follow me here, Rudy. Uh, so far. You got the B and the B's in the back, just basically like, I'll fuck anyone in this car. I don't care. <laughs> right? And then you got the T, and the T is kind of like making the whole ride go way longer than it should take yeah. for the G's, the B's, the L's, because the T is not anything like a G or an L or a B. It's completely different. And there's all different parts going on different ways. So yeah. as a G, yeah. you, you're, you're not anything close to T. Well, first off, I'm, we just I'm use actually, like 20% of the alphabet. I'm, real quick. I'm only gay starting at 10 p.m. What time is it now? <laughs> <laughs> it's 9.30. Rudy immediately checked his watch. We'll see about that. <laughs> Look, I, I, I did a gay wedding. I mean, you know. You, you cool. lived. You lived with two gay guys, didn't I you? I did. I did. Absolutely. That's yeah. more. That's one more guys, gay guy than I was. One more It's going to be confession time. And they are. And they but, are. They have wonderful parents. They're still married, and they're wonderful parents. But what, no, what no, do you I, think I, about I, I what's signed happening? the first. I signed the first uh, domestic partnership bill in 1994. I've never. I've never. I've always seen it as a question of human rights, and uh, uh, I, I guess I'm, you know, uh, to a large extent, a libertarian. Uh, except I realized the need for laws because we got some really evil and dangerous people. Uh, and well, I, by, by the way, let people live and let live. If, yeah. if Mayer would have ran in 2016 on his policies that he had when he had ran for president, he's not a mayor. He would be a president today, just so everybody knows. The, the things you ran on 20 years ago, I, I may get the dates wrong, whatever the date was when you ran as president, uh -huh. everybody thought you were going to win. Some of the stuff was... 15 years ahead of your time, you had some libertarian side. America wasn't ready for it. Absolutely. Five years ago, you'd be a president in America if you would have had those policies. Timing so. is the key in politics. This is why I said you Which should have identified as 42. This needs to run now. You're right. I, I, I mean, I'd like to disagree with that because I, I, I am committed to Trump, but I agree with you. He, um, uh, th there may not be another time. There may not be. You, you think, well, okay, he's a great governor. He'll continue to be a great governor. I imagine that's true. I, I can't see why he would stop being a great governor if he doesn't get nominated. But there may be somebody else that comes along that's, the f that's even more impressive, or the flavor of the day, or the issues may change. This is the time where, well, for a while he was number one. Now he's number two. If you're number one, two, or three, that's your time to run for president. And we can think of a lot of people who missed their time. I could think of one, but uh, me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but no, I think of Nelson Rockefeller, who, who could have been president if he ran at just the right time. 
I kind of think that Trump would never be president if he didn't run in 2016. It was his time. Because they had, uh, they had uh, alienated people. I mean, it's the people. I, I went to New Palestine uh, you know, when the terrible thing happened there. Because I, I saw them as representative of our people. The people that voted for Trump. The people that voted Republican in 16. The people who have been uh, not taken seriously. The people who have been rejected. The people who are called deplorable. I actually saw uh, um, little Petey, Buttigieg. Oh, man. <laughs> he actually showed up because I went there. Yeah. And because Trump went there. And we watched him. My, my uh, colleague, Ted and I, we watched him. The, <laughs> the mayor who asked me to come, and the police chief, let him wait for 45 minutes outside and continued the conversation with me about the most irrelevant things. I was there to advise them on how to deal with the crisis because they wanted to just screw him, you know, give him a hard time. Well, when you went to see him outside, he put himself in a place that he didn't have to be near any of these people, these dirty people, these uh, dirty, hardworking people who mostly are descendants of coal miners. And, you know, they're not dressed properly and they're not. And that's those are the people who put Trump in office, the people, the rejected people. So it may, may be that that isn't there right now or it may be there. But he ran at exactly the right time. And uh, I think DeSantis is going to run. And I think he's going to he probably feels this is it. I mean, can we can we can we wrap up with one last topic here before we finish it off? Uh, uh, some may take that as an endorsement for DeSantis. That was a wonderful uh, uh, position you took right there, uh, Mayor Giuliani. It's not an endorsement. It's, 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 a, it's a beautiful realistic endorsement. political uh, uh, well, you know, analysis. It, it, it's a beautiful thing right there. But okay, so <laughs> all right, let's let's go through this. So let me give some stats. And, and this this last part here, this is specifically uh, directed to Mayor Eric Adams. This is directed to London Breed, San Francisco Mayor. This is directed to Mayor Brandon Johnson, Chi-Town, Chicago. We're going to give you some statistics, and there's a case study of a guy here who was able to clean up the streets of New York. Let me read some of these studies. Between 1993 and 2001, New York City experienced a 66% decline in murders, according to FBI. Okay? During that time, you were there. During the same period, there was a 72% decline in shootings. Okay? New York City experienced a 56% decline in FBI crime index, 93 to 2001, outpacing 16% decline in national crime index. In addition to the decline in murders, New York saw a 45.7% decline in rapes, 67% decline in robberies, 39.6% decline in aggravated assault, 68% decline in burglary, 43% decline in larceny, 73.3% decline in motor vehicle theft, Again, this is according to FBI. In 1993, there was 11,545 major crimes per week. By 2001, that number dropped to 5,072. Over a seven-year period, Mayor Giuliani added 12,000 police officers in New York City. You took it up to 40,000. You're looking at some of the stats today on what's going on. Just yesterday or two days ago, the CEO of Cash App uh, who is in San Francisco. He's living in Miami. He escaped San Francisco. Uh, you were talking about earlier. He lives in Miami. He's in San Francisco. He gets stabbed to death, okay? Everybody's coming out saying, well, here's what we're going to be doing. You saw San Francisco said the mayor, you know, we are the prioritizing uh, public safety, uh, you know, in San Francisco after cash app creators fatal stabbing. 
you know how uh, uh, you know the mayor uh, uh, breed extremely symp- sympathy to the family and friends of cash out creator bob lee following his fatal stabbing calling it a horrible tragedy tech leaders including twitter co-founder jack dorsey and elon musk offer condolences on social media with musk calling for stronger action from the city to incarcerate repeat violence offenders lee's friend jake shields revealed that Lee had just moved out of San Francisco to Miami because he felt the city was deteriorating while San Francisco violent crime rate is relatively low compared to other larger cities. Again, this is an insider story. This is an insider story. Uh, while San Francisco going through that, and then boom, the different numbers that they're going to have, you know, what's going on in San Francisco. So if these guys are watching right now, if they're watching right now, how would you today, if you are the mayor of San Francisco, if you're the mayor of Chicago, you're the mayor of New York, how are you cleaning up the streets in those cities? Well, I mean, it's, it, it's a, little, a little bit of a, of, a, of, a, of a strange question because their political philosophy, their political temperament there is t- so totally inconsistent with running a safe city. I mean, every one of their policies makes the city more dangerous. And their allegiance is to the Democrat Party and its left-wing philosophy, not to the people. I know Adams the best. He worked for me. For, for eight years as a policeman. I don't remember an arrest that he made. And uh, he says the right things. People voted for him in New York because they thought he was the, among the Democrats, one who emphasized war and order. He says all the right things. Mm-hmm. We should change our bail laws. Of course we should. We shouldn't let people out. Just yesterday, uh, they let out a person, they let out a man who killed his son. They let him out on bail. No bail. They just, they just let him out. The guy's walking around the streets a day after he killed his son, or two days after he killed his son. That's insane. That isn't just arguable. It's just insane. Uh, the, 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 it's very much a part of uh, the national Democrat approach to crime. Uh, the, the leader of our state legislature said the other day, you're never going to reduce crime by incarcerating people. That's actually the only way to reduce crime, <laughs> uh, particularly with career criminals. So uh, they, they would have to change their entire, first of all, they have to change their party affiliation. And every time Adam says something, he doesn't go through with it because they throw him out of the Democrat party if he did. Uh, he backs off. So this is, and this is every city that has heavy crime. It's a Democrat mayor. Very often, it's a Soros DA. Every city you mention is a Soros DA. Put there to let criminals out um, for the purpose of creating chaos. In fact, all of the DAs that let the rioters go in 2020, and they're now paying them money. They actually pay, in New York, we've paid money to people that were arrested in 2020. All, they all have Soros DAs as well. And Soros is the biggest contributor of Antifa, the biggest contributor of Black Lives Matter, the biggest contributor to the Democratic Party, the biggest contributor to Biden, and the biggest contributor to these uh, DAs. So it's almost in a, I mean, I could be blue in the face and telling them how to reduce crime. They're not going to do it. Uh, they, they would have to resign and put a Republican there who ho- hopefully would say, let me look at a way it was done before and repeat it. So you would uh, hire a lot more police. We're down to 33,000 police officers. That's not enough for New York City. Uh, they don't prioritize police officers. De Blasio defunded them by a billion dollars 
And Adams has never put the money back. A billion dollars taken out of the police department. Uh, what do you think happens? Uh, not only that, even if he wanted to hire police officers, they're not going to be New York City police officers. All our police officers escape if they don't go to Florida. They go to Nassau County, Suffolk County, our suburban counties to pay the police officers more and treat them with a lot more respect. So he, it'd be, you would have to have a mayor that created morale in the police department, that the police department trusted not to uh, jeopardize their lives and their careers anytime there was a political controversy. Uh, you would have to go back to deciding on how you enforce the law based on CompStat. CompStat is a program that I invented with Bill Bratton. Uh, it goes back to my days in the Justice Department when I ha handled FBI statistics with measures crime and locates it in exactly the places where it's growing and you move your police based on statistics, based on real facts, not sentiments, political pressure. So uh, if all of a sudden you see three murders in a particular area, you start to m move into that area, try to find out why, see if you can find a common cause. You reward your police officers not just for making arrests, but for reducing crime. And you penalize the commanders when crime goes up. So change incentives. Yeah, That's I, one of the I, things. Here's what I thought I did. I changed policing. The best policing up until the time I was mayor is based on how many arrests you make. I reviewed an arrest as a failure. Somebody's already been victimized. Somebody's already been killed. Somebody's already been robbed. Somebody's already been raped. Interesting. The real goal is prevent it. So by using the CompStat program, I could measure when you became a commander of a precinct, how much crime you had, each one of the categories you're talking about, and then how much you're reducing it or how much it's going up. I promoted you if you reduced it. I put you so far away from where you lived if it went up that you resigned. Uh, I, I, ma I managed by uh, rewarding success, but I defined success as reducing crime. Never That's very important, by the way. So success to you was reducing crime, not increasing arrests. Absolutely. I mean, uh, increase arrests only for the purpose of reducing crime. What's the second? What's the second data you track as success? So first one is how you reduce crime in your district or in your city. Yeah. Then you what's look, the second one? The second one is you look at the the things that are long term going to matter. Like, if you show me an increase in shooting someplace. I can tell you that six months later, you're going to see an increase in murder because it's starting to move toward violence. Wow, got it. So work on the shootings. Uh, if you start seeing a neighborhood that had no graffiti start to have graffiti, you know that that neighborhood is going to become uh, overridden by gangs eventually. They've actually started to move in already. So get go after the graffiti people because they're probably also the gang members. Uh, one of the things that uh, de Blasio did that helped to raise crime in New York, this will sound strange, is he stopped arresting the people who were fair beaters on the subway. We arrested everybody who was a fair beater, never had been done before. Turned out that 45% of the people we arrested were dangerous criminals who were wanted. So we got them. We also solved a serial murder that way because a guy who had never been arrested had killed two women. He was on his way to probably killing 10 or 15. He did, a, he, he did a turnstile jump. We arrested him. We fingerprinted him. We never would have fingerprinted him if we hadn't arrested him. And then his fingerprint showed up on the 
on the, uh, on the purse of the third woman that he killed. Wow. So we stopped him after three. We have a bunch of those that easily could have been serial murders that used to afflict New York in, in, in the past. You've got to look for the secondary um, characteristics that predict that you're going to have more crime. It's, uh, the other way they describe that is the broken windows theory. But they, when they say the broken windows theory, it sounds like something silly, like, you know, you enforce uh, people who are spitting on the sidewalk or... No, you look at um, what would be minor crimes that are indicia of a neighborhood starting to turn to much more dangerous crime, and you do enforcement of that and cut it out at an early stage. And it, a lot of it is um, study and hard work and prediction and statistics. I never would have been able to reduce crime the way I did 30 years earlier without the computer. Because we never would have been able to analyze the statistics fast enough to turn them around and use them to, uh, to act. That's so weird because we have better predictive analytics technology today, better data, better oh, faster. We should, be better, in every pie. We should be better at this. 100% better at it. Instead, instead, most of our politicians, particularly Democrats, engage in uh, uh, propaganda about, about, about crime. Like, how about this, um, uh, a cop got shot the other day, Adams uh, shows up and says, we've got to get the guns off the street. We've got to enforce, we've got to have stronger gun control laws. Now, Adams was a cop. What, what, by nature, what is a criminal? A criminal is a person whose behavior can't be controlled. Because if his behavior could be controlled, he wouldn't have shot somebody. So a criminal is not going to listen or obey the gun control laws. Neither is a madman. So gun control might be good or bad. It has nothing to do with reducing crime. Because criminals don't respond to controls. They're uncontrollable. That's by nature. And the more dangerous they are, the more uncontrollable they are. So it's a fantasy world to think that gun control which may be good to reduce suicides or accidental murders, has anything to do with crime. You want to go debate it, debate it based on it's safer, uh, you should have some of these controls because of the, of the accidental murders that take place, uh, but you're not going to, you could have all the gun control in the world, which they have in Chicago, and which they have in New York, and you can have a massive number of murders. Pat, if I could just add one other thing, because I researched for my last book this very question, and my answer, I basically wrote a chapter about you. The first thing that the mayor did, and correct me if I'm wrong, I grew up in Long Island, so we had to come through the Midtown Tunnel to get into the city. My grandparents lived in the city. The first thing that he did, basically, we had all those guys that were standing outside the Midtown Tunnel, and they were washing your windows right. with dirty water. And it set a tone for when you got into the city. So the suburban people would come into the city. The first thing that would happen, they were basically accosted by some version of homeless people yep. or whatever it might be. He immediately got rid of those people, then started cleaning up Times Square. And then suddenly all the other people that lived in the other boroughs started coming in and realizing, oh, it's kind of clean here. And then people, at, it's what's happening here in Florida. You start modeling something good. And then people, because people are waiting for a model all the time. Mm. They, they don't just do it on their mm. own. But you start getting rid of the people that are just annoying everybody and bothering everybody and making things dirty and uncomfortable. And next thing you know, everyone else starts yep. to quote Jordan Peterson standing up with their shoulders back, right? And that actually is what happened. And then we had 20 incredible years. I was there for virtually, yeah, I was there for all of your mayorship. Kelly ca carried it on and yeah. improved it. Tom, your thoughts when you're hearing this. How are you processing what he just said right now? Well, 
I have some firsthand experience with San Francisco. Uh, a chapter in my career, you know, I lived in East Bay. I took BART from Castro Valley to Embarcadero and Montgomery Station. There's two stations right there. And I worked at 525 Market. And everything Soma, South of Market, you know, today you hear about all these issues. And I've seen it. So I've seen San Francisco before and after. And I want to know, do you think, Rudy, that there's also got to be some faith in the voters? The voters in San Francisco recalled the district attorney about a year ago. Now, have they got a better district attorney? We're about to find out because it's, it's coming to a head. You also have commercial space right now, occupancy and pricing and uh, commercial real estate space is dropping in San Francisco. And it's not COVID and it's not the recession, it's that San Francisco now freaking sucks and nobody wants to put their business there and put their people there. And now we've lost a leader from one of the pillars of San Francisco, which is the tech industry. And so is there some faith that you can put in the voters? Can the voters turn the tide? They recalled the DA. The mayor is not, has been tenuously, tenuous popularity right now, the mayor, which is about to go sideways because a week ago, no, no, not even a week. It was four days. Four days before the murder, the mayor punts. Now, I think we all read about San Francisco that they've decriminalized drug use. You can actually use needles. You can be right there on the street and they will not arrest them. Well, now the mayor has got such issues going on with families leaving, uh, businesses leaving, commercial real estate vacancy, had all these things, kind of cries uncle and asked for federal dollars to help with the drug problem in San Francisco. What do you mean drug problem in San Francisco? You're handing out needles and it got worse. What a shock. I gave whiskey and car keys to my son and I wrecked the car. I'm so surprised, right? Why are you surprised? And now you're crying for federal dollars that this is true. I'm not exaggerating this, saying it's we're overrun, the problem's overrun, and we have so many vacancies for law enforcement, we can't fill them. Of course, because they don't want to, <laughs> why do you want to be, I'll be a California Highway Patrolman in Central State. Why would I say, instead of doing that, I'm going to take a job in San Francisco where there's no bullets in my gun, right? I'm just supposed to show it and scare people. You, you sit there and you look at this. So I look at it and I say, is there a moment where we, the people, can kind of stand up and demand change? They've recalled the DA, but is there a tide? Is Because you're talking about a smart person yourself with support from the mayor's office and from we, the people, and you're able to implement the things you're talking about. If it wasn't the case, you wouldn't have been there long. If they said, oh, you know, this is too terrible, He's, this, is, this is bad, you're being hard on youth, all those things, and the BS that goes with that. Do you think there's a tide that can turn in San Francisco where the citizenry, even though they are very liberal on social matters, look around at the crime and what's happened to their city, they've recalled the DA. Do you think there's a point where the people can say enough and can start voting in favor of being against the people that are getting support think, from Soros what and things? What do you things? think, Mayor? I, I hate to say it. I don't know. It was true 30 years ago. Uh, when I got elected, some other people got elected, people just were tired of the crime. And the, but you look at Chicago the other day, that never should have happened mm -hmm. in Chicago. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the will is there or, or there's been such a change in the, in the attitude. In the, I'm not talking about America now. I'm talking about cities. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, th there was an article today or yesterday basically saying San Francisco has passed the turning point and it's gone. Uh, wow. it's, it's a very fatalistic attitude. I hate that. I mean, I'm, I'm always an optimist. But 
so I would I would say sure there's a chance if you mm. elect if you elect an independent person a, a, a very strong person and a person doesn't mind getting criticized and uh, evaluates themselves you know uh, on honest principles uh, and there are people like that and occasionally you can vote for someone like that but they're not the usual person that runs for for office you get that person particularly a mayor a mayor and a mayor in New York in particular has great power for good or bad. Uh, more power in a way in your little domain than the president has to change things. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if, we, if next time we elect the right person for mayor, you could turn around New York, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure the San Francisco's too far gone. I hate to tell you, San Francisco doesn't need Harvey Dent, it needs Batman. That, that's the situation. Yeah, it, may be, it may be too really? far gone, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I think well, Chicago's too far gone. I think they just indicated that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I have the stats for the cities. When you go through the cities with the biggest crime and you look at top 20, I have it somewhere around here when we were going through it. it I think, what was it, 27 out of 30 top cities in America are ran by Democratic mayors. So when you're going back and I asked the question from you and the first thing you said is, I don't know if the question is right because it's about politics. You're making me think about the fact that it depends on where their policies lie for them to execute the right thing. But here's, here's one thing I would say for the person that's watching this, okay? We had a person that we're talking about, hey, my kids are going to the school, you know, uh, what do I do about it? I said, listen, there's different levels of parenting. There's those parents that are oblivious of what's going on in school. They just, they just don't give a shit. They don't pay attention. They're like, ah, whatever. Then there's those parents that are, they know what's going on. They bitch and complain. They're not happy about it, but they just talk. They don't do anything. Then the third level of people is the people that say, I know what's going on, I care about it, and I'm going to run for board because there's only a 5% uh, turnout. I'm going to go and do something about it. Then the fourth step is, hey, I have tried. I did try to do something. Other parents were not for it. I've decided to you know, move to a different state. Okay. Then the other option is I'm going to do homeschooling or I'm going to put them in private school if you can afford it. Right. There's certain things to it. If somebody is watching this and you're saying, I wish my mayor in my city would do this. This is my suggestion to you. This part of the podcast that we just had, we're going to put a clip to it. Right. With what mayor's suggestion was, I would share this part with as many people in your city as possible, including with your mayor and the people in the office and say, Hey, here's a case study of a guy in the last 50 years that was able to do it better than anybody else. I don't want to leave my city. I love my city. Why don't we set aside the politics, whether you like this man or not? He did something in a city that cleaned up the streets. You and I were having lunch at this restaurant over here in, in, in Angelo's, and the owner was there, and he came up. I can't even tell you how the reaction was. We're sitting there, you know, and all of a sudden he's like, Tom, you remember this? He Thank comes you. in and he says, Mayor Giuliani. I have to tell you, you are my hero. I am Italian. I grew up in the streets. I remember how you cleaned up the streets. We felt safer. Kids, myself, everybody, you are my hero. He's saying this to him while we're sitting having regular lunch together. And a lot of other people feel that way as well. So my suggestion, whatever city you're in, San Francisco, L.A., Baltimore, Chi-Town, whatever it is, share this part of the message, and maybe you can be the voice the leader to help that city get some good ideas there. Again, how many guys love today's podcast, by the way? Okay. For those of you guys that are watching out there, we wish you were here with us. We got some complaints from some people saying, Patrick, it's as if you keep this as a secret. We did not know how to buy tickets. If you want to make sure you get tickets next time, 
to be able to register for the next podcast when we announce a live one. Text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Text the word podcast 310-340-1132 to be informed because when we announce these, the premier tickets sell out within the first seven minutes. These guys don't even wait. They just go, bam, gone. And then the other ones kind of take a little bit longer to sell out, but the first one goes out fast. We're going to put the link below to both the mayor's podcast on how to follow his show. It'll be below. If you liked what he had to say today, he does this every day. You can watch him on a daily basis. He's got to show the links will be below. Rob, let's make sure we post that in the chat as well as the description. As well as Dave Rubin, uh, if you like what he had to say, he's got a big channel and he creates content regularly and it's coming from a very good place. Both of them, we're going to put the link below as well for you to go out there and, 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 and uh, listen to his podcast as well. Uh, gentlemen, Dave, uh, uh, Mayor, uh, thank you so much for coming out. This was a wonderful time. Tom, thank you for your insight. Adam, thank you for the insight on the cats. We will never forget it. I think it was an incredible marketing strategy. To the folks here, stick around because we're going to do Q&A here. Everybody else out there, if you enjoyed the uh, show today, please subscribe to the channel. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Okay. This was awesome. So... need to re- use a restroom feel free to go and use a restroom and come back this part's going to be about 30 minutes but just for my own sake because i'm wanting to learn from the audience this is our second one that we're doing do you guys prefer for this to be at night or in the morning we typically really okay do me a favor do me a favor make noise if you want at nighttime like this okay make noise if you want it morning 9 to 11 <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. You lost this vote. Can we ask it was rigged, just so you know, from the beginning. All right. And then the other question for you is, are you okay if we would have gone 30 minutes more to make it three hours, or do you want it to be two hours? Okay. Let me, let me make noise if you're okay if it's three hours. Would you like it to be two hours? More three hours. So next time... We're going to do it three hours because I can go another two hours with them. And, and by the way, in a way, I got to tell you, I kind of want to give them a purple heart because nobody had to use a restroom. We've been going for three hours. So make some noise for the mayor here for doing a phenomenal job. So, mayor, if you're okay, we'd like to have these folks here sure. ask a few questions for another 30 minutes. Sure. Uh, so anybody, if you have a questions in the VIP side, raise your hand. We'll go right to you. Go for it. Right there. How are you, gentlemen? Uh, my name is Gonzalo, and I'm a big fan of everybody, so I wish I could ask questions to everybody here. But, Adam, oh, man. <laughs> I've seen your progression. You know, you're a finance guy. You're a data-driven guy. 